Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to our program where we're discussing divorce for the next four weeks or so. Every Tuesday and Wednesday from 12 p.m. until 1 p.m. We're going to be unpacking this issue and would love your comments and questions to 47913. I'm your host Mishka Daris and joining me in studio today is Sheikh Fadil Imandin from the Department of Social Welfare. Assalamu alaikum Sheikh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Sheikh, of course, uh, today we are not live. Uh, however, any of the questions that you may have will definitely be carried over onto our next program. So you're welcome to still send them in to 47913. So Sheikh, yesterday we had a uh, very successful program as we introduced this topic of divorce. But many of the issues that came up via the SMS line, uh, we didn't necessarily also, you know, um, cover. So we'll do that today. And then also continuing on what constitutes divorce and how does divorce actually get issued with in Islam. So Sheikh, can we maybe just recap in terms of what constitutes a talaq or divorce in Islam? A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan rajim Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Alhamdulillahi na'hmadu wa nusalli ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabi ajma'in Allahumma rabbi sharahli sadri wa yasirli amri wa ahlul uqadatan min lisani afqaw qawli wa ba'd Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh Alhamdulillah thumma alhamdulillah all praise and thanks is due to Allah and may the peace and blessings be bestowed upon our beloved Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam his family, his friends, his companions and all those who follow them in righteousness Amin thumma amin Jama'atul Muslimin we understand that we are governed by the laws of Allah even in our desires, even in our worms, in our fancies, everything that we do, we need to realize and understand that Allah Ta'ala prevails in every decision that we make. We need to ask our question in everything that we do. Is this going to please Allah? Is what I'm doing pleasing Allah? So even in divorce, when we come to that decision of making divorce, is the decision of wanting to issue a divorce or wanting to applying a divorce, is it pleasing Allah? Am I doing the right thing? Is it for the right reasons? Is there no other way? way of getting out of it other than divorce as we have mentioned yesterday in the program that divorce is the last resort in wanting to find the solution to our problem mm. we understand that Allah Ta'ala gives us a way Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran if you breach or fear a breach between the husband and wife appoint two arbitrators one from his family one from her family if they both wish for peace Allah Ta'ala will cause the reconciliation indeed Allah Ta'ala is all knower Allah Ta'ala is well acquainted with all that happens in our lives so we understand from this if your intention is not to divorce your intention is to find a solution Allah Ta'ala will grant you solution however if your intention is divorce and you have made up your mind and nothing is going to change your mind we need to understand that there is a procedure for divorce whether it may be whatever, but we need to follow the procedure to find arbitrators, to find counseling, to find that this is the right thing that I'm going to do. So the husband and wife comes to an agreement, you know, we can't go on as husband and wife anymore. Whatever has been do- whatever has been happening, it is detrimental to our lives, to the lives of our children, to the lives of our family, our community. So now we need to part as husband and wife. So even in that there is a, a, a ruling where Allah Ta'ala says you know that if you cannot live together as husband and wife in harmony and in peace then it is better for the two of you to separate in harmony and peace and the husband then issues the wife for the talaq by the wording uh, I talaq you or I divorce you in English if it is entirely in English there is no problem no 
our fault in that also, inshallah. Sheikh, just on, on that note, uh, you mentioned the uh, Quranic verse about um, is it his family and her family need to come together um, before uh, issuing a talaq. A question that came in, it says, I need advice. I'm a female. I've been married for 13 years. My husband and I chat. We have friends, female friends, etc. But I found porn and half-naked pictures of females on his phone. And for six years now, he doesn't buy me clothes. He only buys clothes for the children and household things. He's using abusive words. I've called in a family, a member of his family, and I've called in my family to talk to him, but he hasn't changed and I need advice, please. Alhamdulillah, when Allah Ta'ala speaks about a ha- the hakams that are chosen for each part, it is not something that is once off. You know, sometimes we think that it is a, the solution to the problem, so we just leave it now and be. Now, after years or after months, something goes again, and now we call everybody in again. It is something that needs to be, if there's a problem and it's something as severe as pornography, as half-naked women and chats, we understand that there's no problem with using WhatsApp, there's no problem with using Facebook. It's the person who uses it. No gun has ever killed any person it is the person who pulls the trigger that kills the person on the other side of the gun so with all these uh, technology no problem with technology we tend to blame technology we plan, tend to blame technology for the way our lives is it is not technology it is the person who is using the technology so you call two people in and the first time alhamdulillah there is a solution so now someone needs to hold a hand to keep an eye uh, a watch over the people to see that everything is being done that has been put into place obviously the first thing that needed to be done is to tell the p- person you know stop uh, receiving porn and if you have an half naked it is most probably somebody that is sending you pictures whom you are chatting to this is a type of zina it is the zina of the eyes and it could lead Allah says Wala zina. do not go near to zina and this is a form of going near to zina it is not something that you are steering away from or it is not something that you came but I didn't commit zina it is zina of the eyes and this will lead to something that is more severe so that is something that needs to be stopped so you need to keep an eye on it you need to keep a watchful eye on it there's those hakims not hakims rather hakims that have been appointed so they keep in a watchful eye over it and see that things are going if things are not going the way it should be the husband is not treating his wife he's speaking ugly to his wife that is something that is verbal abuse obviously this is something that is coming from the husband alone according to the SMS but if you retaliate then it is both sides verbal abuse then this is not the way that we speak to one another so you you go into the what is the respect level that there is for one another in that marriage mm. if there isn't respect is nothing they are, you know if you don't have respect for any person you don't have nothing you can have whatever you have in life but you are judged according to your character and the best of characters are those men especially the hadiths those men who are the best of characters are the best to their wives in characteristics so that is something that needs to be looked at and if you can't live peacefully together then it would be advisable for the hakims to advise that you separate from one another via one talaq inshallah Shukran so much for that, Sheikh. So the topic discussing today, divorce, or the fic of divorce, you're welcome to send those SMSs to 47913. Unfortunately, the program is not live on air, so we will take those questions for next week, Tuesday and Wednesday, from 12 p.m. until 1 p.m. Sheikh, uh, continuing with the discussion of divorce within Islam, if a husband mentions divorce three times in one sitting, does it mean that the divorce has now been issued and there's no reconciliation at all possible, or is that 
something that you know we can take back again? That is a very good question because it's something that is, is, is prevalent in our community is when a husband and wife feel that they cannot be together as husband and wife anymore, they feel the need to issue three talaqs in one sitting. Is three talaqs in one sitting valid? Yes, it is valid and it is counted as three and not one talaqs. Why? Because the husband issued three talaqs. He specifically mentioned to his wife, I talaq you, I talaq you, I talaq you, or I divorce you, I divorce you, I divorce you. If he intended one, he would have said it once. If he intended three, he says it three times. Because to his understanding, three talaqs is what will bring the marriage to a complete halt and there will be no option of reconciliation. So according to the Jumhur of the Fuqaha, all of the imma of the school of thoughts, the Hanafi, Maliki, Shafi'i and Hanbali school of thoughts, if a husband issues his wife with three talaqs in one sitting, that would constitute as three talaqs and not as one. It was narrated by Mahmud bin Labib radiallahu anhu that the Prophet sallallahu was informed of such an issue. A man who issued three talaqs in one sitting uh, to his wife, meaning that he said to his wife three times that I talaq you. Rasul sallallahu alayhi was angered by this and he stood up and he said, Ayul abu bi kitabillahi wa ana bayna azharukum? Do you play with the book of Allah while I'm amongst you? As a result of the Prophet's anger, one of the sahaba radiallahu anhu stood up and says, Ya Rasulallah should I kill this person? This was the anger that was portrayed on the face of Rasul when someone did this. Why? Because you are playing with the book of Allah. Allah says in the Holy Quran that if you want to want to issue talaq to your wife, that issue one at a time. Mm. One talaq is sufficient to break the ties of marriage permanently between husband and wife. You don't need to issue three in one time. No person is going to go to the shop and see an item on the on the shelves and say, okay, it is 100 rand. You go to the till and say, okay, I'm going to pay 300 rand for this item. You're not going to pay 300 rand for something that costs 100 rand. So one talaq is sufficient to break the bonds of ties between husband and wife. So don't, it is not necessary. In fact, it is frowned upon to issue three talaqs in one sitting as we have read from the hadith of Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Sheikh, when we come back from the ad break, I want to uh, just ask the question, why does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala specifically ask for three talaqs, um, you know, going forward? We'll be back after this. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome back to our program Divorce, uh, or rather the Fiqh of Divorce, as we are discussing in studio with Sheikh Fadil Imandin from the Department of uh, Social Wealthy of the MJC. So, Sheikh, before the break, we were discussing what constitutes a divorce. We also looked at the amount of talaq that is issued in one sitting. So, may I ask, Sheikh, why specifically does Allah give us three talaqs? Allah Ta'ala says in the Holy Quran, the talaq is, is, is two and if, if you cannot live together after two divorces you cannot retain her on reasonable terms then you need to release her on kindness that constitute that if after two times you have tried then you release her on the third time and understand that, that the marriage between the two of you cannot work so why three talaqs why not four why not five why not one talaq mm-hmm. after obviously we understand the concept of talaq if a husband issues his wife with one talaq that is known as a talaq that ruju can be made within the idda period of the wife after the first talaq, meaning they can make up without a new nikah during the idda period of the wife. So they make uh, the husband, something happens and the husband issues his wife with one talaq. 
So there's a Idda period is there for reconciliation as well. So they understand during this Idda period, you know, I long for you, I miss you, you know, what happened was, you know, it was minor issues, we can work through it, so let us try again. Mm. So they make ruju, they make up after the first talaq, and they're happy as husband and wife, months go past, years go past, or days go past, and they find no man, but the same problem is persisting, and I still can't, we still can't live with one another with this problem that is persisting between the two of us. So the husband, then they come to agreement, you know, it is best that we issue another talaq, we divorce. Yeah. After the second talaq, this is also a talaq, raja'i, also a talaq that can be revoked, and you know, reconciliation within the Ida period, without a new nikah, and then they decide, okay, let us see. So there are two chances now. So the first talaq, the first chance before the talaq, they couldn't work the marriage, a talaq was issued. So they tried again. They thought they made a mistake by issuing the first talaq. Mm. So they tried again. So they now, they after trying for the second time, a second talaq is issued. Now they try again after the second talaq. So a third talaq is issued. Now after this third talaq, this is a talaq that is mughallatha. It cannot be reconciled. The husband cannot revoke the talaq and they cannot live as husband and wife thereafter again. Okay. So now we find, you know, you have been given two chances in your marriage to see whether this marriage is going to work or not. Now, after the third talaq, the wife is said, now you need to go and marry somebody else, live a marital life with that person. And now, why do you need to do that? Is because now you can compare that marriage to the first marriage. Is so it you, you the problem or is it... Or is it the <laughs> husband the problem? Yeah. You know? So now you need to, now you, you, you're given a chance to compare because before the first marriage, you didn't know what marriage was about. Right. So now you're struggling to come to this idea and the concept of marriage and your responsibility and your mm. duty and what your husband expects from you, what you expect from your husband. Right. So now Allah says, now you marry somebody else and you see what marital life is with another person. So by doing that, you can compare that husband to the first husband you had. Hmm. So either the husband that you had the first time, the second one is going to outdo him and you're going to find a good husband and a good partner until the day of Qiyamah, or you're going to find, no, man, my first husband wasn't that bad. Hmm. You know, I need hmm. to leave this marriage and get back okay. with him. <laughs> okay. So you do that and with the understanding that, you know, whatever problems we did have before, whatever problems I did have with my husband or what I had with my wife, it doesn't compare to somebody else. Okay. And we had something that we could have made work. Mm. So that is the reason, that is the hikmah, the wisdom behind three talaqs, separate from one another, not all in one. So all in one, now you have the concept of three talaqs being issued all in one. So you take all the chances away mm. of, you know, I made a mistake. Can mm. I come back to my wife? You mm. can't come back to, according to all school of thoughts. You can't go back to your and wife and you need to remarry somebody and else. And for clarity's sake, You've got to get married as the husband to someone else and the wife has to get married to someone else No, as not well? necessarily. Only the wife needs to marry somebody else. Only the wife. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, we need to understand, you know, a husband, he doesn't need an Ida period to marry somebody else. I say, well... You know, say, and he marries somebody the next day. Mm. But a wife needs some time to go through this. And a wife and husband is different from one another. Right. So that is that is the issue with the three talaqs, inshallah. Shukran for that, Sheikh. And I hope the, the question that came from uh, 296 uh, helped a little bit there as well to answer that. Sheikh, uh, continuing on with uh, what constitutes a talaq, what happens if a talaq is issued by the husband to a wife who's currently in her menstruating period? أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم 
obviously in talaq there is times that we need to issue talaq that is that is advisable to issue talaq and there is times that we are not advised to issue talaq like in for instance the best time to issue a talaq to the wife is when the wife is in a tuhr period a clean period meaning she is not in a period of menstruating she is in between and also the condition is that they have not been sexually involved with one another during that tuhr period that clean period this would understand and you know bring the understanding that the talaq was issued not on emotions okay. because during if a wife it is frowned upon and not advised that a husband issue his wife a talaq during menses the reason for that is because the wife's emotional state is different than when she is in a clean period okay. you know that spike in the in mood moment. swings in the hormones <laughs> it is different yes. during the khayr period and outside mm. so something that happens during the khayr period the husband understands you know my wife's hormones is not Uh, it's not where it should be okay. It is because of the khayd So refrain from issuing talaq Because now you're doing something That is happens once a month Okay. So in her tour period She can't blame her khayd for the mood swings <laughs> So now he understands Now you know what Whether it is in your khayd period or outside you, You're not the you're person the for me You're still, yeah, the, you're same. still the same The mood swings is not challenging with me right. So I'm now clear I have a clear mind and a clear conscience To say I haven't slept with you So I'm not using you as well for my pleasure So I understand that the reason I'm issuing you talaq is because we have problems. So we don't issue a talaq. But with this being said, a talaq issued during the menstruating period of your wife. A talaq issued while your wife is pregnant. A talaq issued while your wife has got nifas, uh, postnatal bleeding. Although it is frowned upon, it is not advisable to issue talaqs during these periods. It, the talaq is still valid. In the time of Rasul a man issued his wife a talaq while she was observing a menses. Rasul then ordered that husband to take his wife back during a, because the talaq was issued during a menses. But the talaq still fell as one. And Rasul advised him that if you want to issue your wife with a talaq, do it during a clean period. But that talaq, it's not to say that the talaq wasn't valid. The talaq is still valid. You know, Mulna Yusuf Karan, rahimallah alayhi, may Allah Ta'ala be pleased with him, may Allah Ta'ala grant him my place in Jannah. Amen. He had a unique way of explaining things. He says that if a, husband, if a person is fasting during the month of Ramadan, he's fasting for the sake of Allah, but now he eats something that is unhalal during the month of Ramadan. It is, you know, it is not halal, it is unhalal. So because it is unhalal, does that not break his fast? It still breaks his fast mm. because he had consumed something, whether it is halal or not. It still breaks okay. his fast. So it doesn't matter whether you're doing it at a time when it is prescribed or not. The fact that you did it, it falls. Mm. The talaq is still valid at that time of, of issuing the talaq. Okay, Sheikh, I'm confused. So uh, please help me uh, just to understand that. Um, let's do a timeline if possible. So come the 1st of November, I have just finished my haid, um, my menstruating period, and I'm now in my clean period or the tuhr period. Yeah. And, you know, Sheikh, as my husband, maybe has now just issued me with a talaq. That talaq is valid because the, the husband and wife hasn't slept together during that clean period. No, that is the best way to issue talaq. However, okay. if the, the, the menstruation is not finished, is not complete, the wife is still in a khayd period and the husband issues a talaq while she's still observing a menses, that talaq is also valid. It doesn't mean that the time period was not, it is not advisable that the talaq is not valid. Okay. A talaq issued at any time, at any, any time is valid. The only time the ulama does not recognize a talaq is if the husband is on his deathbed. 
and he issues a talaq to his wife. The reason for that is he might want to spite her so that she cannot inherit from him. Okay. So he, the, the only time that the, the talaq is not valid is if he is on his deathbed. Mm. But any other time, whether she's clean, whether she's in a in a menstruating period, uh-huh. whether she's pregnant, and a talaq is issued, the talaq is valid. Again, Mulna Yusuf Karan he, he explains it. A talaq is like a bullet. When a bullet is dislodged from a gun, you mm. cannot pull that bullet back mm. at any time. Mm. That bullet is dislodged, mm. so the consequences of that bullet stands. So that is a talaq. Once a talaq is issued, the talaq is issued. Never mind what state you are in. Never mind what. Uh, what form the talaq okay. is. So w- when she is menstruating, Sheikh, you can give a talaq to your wife while she's menstruating and that talaq will still be valid. Yeah. However, it's not Advisable advised to do, so. to, to do yeah. that. Okay. The best talaq given is at the time of the tuhr period, the clean period of the wife. Okay. And also when talaq is issued, Sheikh, do your husband has just said now um, that I divorce you. Does that mean that he automatically you've got to then end up going into hijab if you don't have a scarf on as a wife that you've got to separate obviously in the bed etc he yeah. needs to move out of the house no inshallah obviously after the talaq is issued the hijab was fuddled upon you before the talaq the talaq doesn't institute hijab or doesn't constitute hijab allah ta'ala orders that before or after talaq right even niqab uh, the parda as we know it if once a talaq is issued, you don't need to go into parda. There is conditions of the idda. Once a talaq is issued, the, the wife goes under idda for three menstrual cycles for those who still observe the, the menses mm. and for three months for those who does not observe the menses, meaning they have passed the, the menopausal age. So so this, the, the, the only thing is that you need to dull down your dress code, no bright colors, no makeup, no perfume during the Ida period. And you need to seclude yourself, uh, you know, and not be in the surroundings of other strange men and so on. So once the talaq is issued, now there is still conditions. The talaq is issued, but the divorce is not finalized. The divorce is only finalized once the Ida period is completed and no ruju had taken place in the first or the second talaq. Mm, mm. Although Ida is still also necessary for a person who had received the third talaq. So the husband then is still obligated by the law of Allah to see that there is a roof over his wife's head during the Idda period and there is food food on her table for, for her to eat during the Idda period. That is his liability towards her still. He's still liable for the nafaka of a roof over her head and food on her table for the Idda period. The reason for this is that he still has time to steal his wife's heart. You know, still by seeing to her needs, mm. but he needs to remove himself. Because although the talaq is not finalized at the time that he says, I talaq you, they are divorced from one another. They cannot sleep with one another. They cannot be alone with one another. They cannot hold hands with one another. They cannot kiss one another. They are divorced as the concept of divorce is only finalized after the Idda period and there was no okay. uh, reconciliation during that Idda period, okay. inshallah. That makes sense. Shukran so much. So today we are discussing the fiqh of divorce. Any questions, you're welcome to send them to 47913. This is not a live show. So any of those questions that we received today will be forwarded on to the next program, inshallah. So, Sheikh, if we can go through some of the questions that we received um, uh, yesterday, particularly, and that uh, we didn't get through inshallah Sheikh it says um, where can we go for marriage counseling we really need it but we don't have much money now alhamdulillah that is a good question you know at the Muslim Judicial Council the social welfare department we offer marital counseling 
the MGC is not a talaq or fasakh factory. We don't only deal with divorces. We do do counseling. Alhamdulillah, the fee is very minimal. Uh, you are welcome to contact us on 021-6844-605. Alternatively, we do have imams at certain masajids that are part of the social development department's counseling package, and they do offer counseling. They are brilliant imams in our community that offer these services. Mitchell's Plain, Bridgetown, wherever you may find yourself, you can contact your imam and see if they are available for that, inshallah. Shukran, Sheikh. The next question that we got here, or rather it's a comment, I think we as women expect too much of our husbands. We think our happiness and sadness depends on their actions. We must learn to be our own person, and a husband can't make you who you want to be. Yeah, that is uh, 100% correct. You know, in, in marriage, we are part of the marriage. You don't only find a marriage that has a husband alone or a wife alone. Mm. There's two people that makes a marriage work or not work. You know, so we need to take responsibility for our marriages and the consequences thereof. So if the marriage is not going down, if, if the marriage is going downhill, there's one party that needs to lift the other one. You know, we're not at the same place at the same time every day. We're there to uplift one another. And you know, you don't rely our spouse, we don't rely our spouse to make us happy. That reliance is not on them. We need to make ourselves happy. If you can't make yourself happy, then you won't be. Then nobody else will be able to make you happy. You're always going to be that miserable person. You're always going to be that person that is always down and out. You're always going to be the person that is dependent on somebody else. And for someone else to carry you through life, that is a burden that no person is going to carry for the rest of their lives. Mm. Sheikh, next question is, my husband is getting married next month, but he's not giving me any money for my kids. I'm also working. Is his next nikah valid? I'm not sure if that refers to polygamy or the fact that he's been, he's divorced. Her, um, yeah, if, if the case is that he's still married to the first wife and not maintaining his family but getting married to another wife, obviously that the consequences of the nikah is not affected. Mm. Because the condition of the nikah, if there's a, a wali for the wife that he's marrying, there's two witnesses, there's a mahar and there's a person who's going to perform that marriage, then the marriage is valid. However, if he's not uh, maintaining his first family then and that wife is still married and that husband is still married to the first wife, then she has grounds to opt of the marriage. We're not saying that is a must, but that is the grounds that you have to opt out of that marriage. If he's not maintaining his children and you have asked him, you have someone that advised him and you had to speak to him to, to maintain his children, but he's still not doing it, we would encourage you to go to the maintenance court and find relief or sought relief from the maintenance court with regards the children, inshallah. Shukran, Sheikh. And uh, the next question before we take our break, um, saying here uh, from uh, five one eight five seven, um, can Sheikh also mention about the cause of financial infidelity uh, and and the fact that financial infidelity has uh, um, repercussions on a marriage? And after googling, you know, financial infidelity, <laughs> we found out what the person meant. It basically means the husband or the wife, without the knowledge of the partner, is uh, getting credits and overdrafts and uh, loans and whatever else, a huge um, debt, and uh, the partner doesn't know about yeah, it. Yeah, alhamdulillah, sometimes Google and that places does work out. <laughs> it does work yeah, out. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> no, if it is financial infidelity and it is things like that, that would obviously uh, relate to trust issues between the husband and wife. He's not able to trust his wife or his spouse enough to understand that they were willing to assist him. Now he goes outside to find the solution for his financial problems. This is not always the best thing to do as a husband. You are always wanting to take the reins and be the strong person and 
not show your weaknesses but there comes a time in life especially in marital life where you need to tell your wife you know this is what is happening i'm not able to keep my head above the water and you will find often enough that that spouse is so willing to assist you and allah will place so much barakah in your money and your finances that you will be able to see your way out secrecy is never a good thing whether it is financial infidelity or whether what it is communication is key in every marriage Sheikh, uh, very lastly, before we go on to the next program, let's take a break on that. Um, Sheikh, when we come back from the break, uh, can we discuss the fasah and how a female can apply for it? I know we touched on it in the previous program, but it does pertain to divorce as well. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to our program as we complete part two of our Fik of Divorce. In our studio today is Shefadil Imandin from the Department of Social Welfare of the MJC. If you've missed yesterday's program, you're welcome to go onto our podcast and download it from there. It's vocfm.iono.fm and click on the general channel. You'll find it uploaded. And then, of course, uh, if you're looking for something uh, that did happen a few years or a few months ago on Voice of the Cape, we had a complete series on the topic of divorce we looked at divorce inside out left right center and always you can you can think of it so um, that is that channel is still open it's called divorce in perspective so you're welcome to download it from there so she there's one thing that we didn't look at in detail that is fasa so the females are going to crucify me for not doing it let's discuss that topic uh, Sheikh, because uh, fasa doesn't happen as in telling the, the wife telling the husband i divorce you and yeah, no, inshallah a'udhu billahi minash shaitan rajim bismillah rahman rahim yes a marriage can be concluded in one of three ways either the husband is going to issue the wife with a talaq one of the spouses is going to die or a wife receives a relief from the marriage via a fasakh and this can only be done by a judiciary it cannot be performed by an imam outside by a masjid you go to visit your imam and complain to your imam and the imam issues you with a fasakh mm. it can only be done by through a judiciary that has a recognized qadi a judge that will be able to facilitate the process inshallah so yes the husband is not doing his uh, what he's supposed to do in a marriage is not being dutiful to his wife is not fulfilling his responsibility so the wife is not stuck in such a marriage she can go and sort relief of the marriage because the husband isn't maintaining her the husband isn't uh, looking after her needs the mm. husband is not protecting her the husband up and left her and that is something that we need to remember you know the omen separates if you separated for 3 days or for 1 week then i'm talaq there's no such thing as an automatic talaq either the husband issues the talaq or the wife is going to sort a fasakh from a judiciary because Her rights are not being fulfilled by her husband. So in one instance, you find that the husband had left the wife, is having an extramarital affair, is not maintaining his family, he's just up and left. She needs to see, sort the relief. The process is the same. Although we find it easier that the husband just says to his wife, I talaq you at any time and the talaq falls. Mm. So now we say, yeah, but it is easier for a husband to issue talaq than for a wife to receive a fasakh. At the Muslim Judicial Council, the process is exactly the same. The husband comes in, he needs to make an application for a talaq. We will then call in the wife speak to her see if there's a remedy for the marriage we will have a session with both of them to find out if there's any way forward in the marriage if they both agree to it or the husband is adamant in his in application for wanting to issue talaq a talaq will then be facilitated by the muslim judicial council social development department so the wife in the same processes she is wanting out of the marriage she makes an application to the muslim judicial council for example she makes an application she needs to tell the counselor we 
where her husband has not been fulfilling in his duties towards her and then they will call in the husband speak to him with regards to the allegations and there will most probably be a joint session between the two of them to find out what would be the best way forward and then it would be referred to the Sharia court where a qadi will make a judgment on it so it is not to say that she's stuck in the processes of uh, she she cannot find relief it is only in the hands of the husband he is the only one that can issue talaq if she's not happy in a marriage where he's not fulfilling his duty she can also receive receive relief of the marriage mm. via a fasakh of that marriage. I remember um, listening to one of the Divorcing Perspective programs and the question was asked, but why is that the case that the female has to do this lengthy process per se, um, wanting a divorce? And the um, the guest answered, it's because females are very emotional and, uh, you know, there are times that uh, you might be PMSing and you just say, I talak you. Because <laughs> <laughs> they can't do that trousers on, that on, is, on the floor that anymore. That is the very reason why a, a, a wife cannot issue a talak. is because Because, you know, even if you are very true to yourself and honest to yourself as a wife, you know, how many times would there not have been talaq if you had the power of talaq? A husband, husband most times, uh, we cannot speak of recently, but most times he has a head on his shoulders where he can control his emotions. Today it is somewhat different. Not all men are are, are bad. Not all men issue talaq when they are, are married to their wives. But it is somewhat people not... Being able to control, control the emotions mm. and talaks are flying left, right, and center between the couple, not understanding the the severity of what of happens what between happens. them. But that is the exact point why Allah Ta'ala had not granted the wife to issue her husband with a talaq. It's a good thing. Sheikh, <laughs> yeah, um, also looking at, um, you know, a fasakh, it's something we, like Sheikh is saying, the wife can go and apply and then there's a process that needs to be followed, etc. Does or can a judiciary or the judge, for, for that matter, issue a fasakh to the wife if the husband either isn't present so he, on numerous calls, he's been asked to come to counseling, he's been asked to come to X, Y, and Z, and he just hasn't shown up. Um, and maybe the wife just being absent on a permanent basis, no one knows what happened to him. Yeah, obviously, we have a processes where if the wife makes an application for a fasakh, we make we ask her for all the details, and she signs an affidavit swearing that all the details she gives us is is true. So we make every effort, whether it is by telephone, whether it is by post, whether it is by email, we, we try and uh, get the husband hold of the husband for him to give his side of the story as well. Mm. There are some cases that we refer to the uh, to the voice of the Cape where we don't have an address for the or a telephone number for the husband so we ask them and request of them to if any person knows him that he needs to make contact with us at the Muslim Judicial Council so that we can hear from him his side. Obviously uh, when a judge makes a ruling in abstention where the husband refuses to come forward or is absent, it can be done and then the allegations of the wife, the, the, the judge would take that if all efforts had been made and especially that you have contacted the husband you have gotten hold of him but he refuses to come forward that would be an acknowledgement of the allegations that are made against him and he can make a ruling based on what the wife says alone so a ruling can be done in abstention or where a fasakh application is made obviously again we stress it and we do our work at, at, at the Muslim Judicial Council where we try to get hold of the spouse 
of mm. the one who is making the application. Shukran very much, Sheikh. Let's end off today's program just looking, uh, Sheikh, at how important is it for us to try and save a marriage and not necessarily go the route only of divorce. And a uh, reminder here, maybe in the verse of, uh, or rather about hadith, that the Prophet wasallam said that Iblis actually is sending out his soldiers and uh, maybe she can just, you know, elaborate on that hadith. But he sends out his, uh, his soldiers and um, he's asked his soldiers, um, what have you done? Maybe, Sheikh, if you can just elaborate on that. No, inshallah, you know, for us to make our marriage work, it is just that. This is not something that you can sit back and relax and say, you know, my marriage is going well, alhamdulillah, nothing is going to happen now. Marriage is continuous work, mm. continuous on an everyday basis, whether it is just say, sending a, mas- a WhatsApp message to your wife just with that heart that beats on the SMS so she knows, okay, my husband is thinking about me. Or on Facebook, the or sticky on Facebook, note. Yeah, the sticky <laughs> note. Or maybe just a missed call and she phones you back, what's wrong you? I so you must call me now you're just missing you that's why I give oh, you a must call <laughs> so things like that we need to do this to keep you know we, we, we refer to our, our marriages or love for that matter in a fl- as a flame you know this burning fire so this mm. burning fire needs to be stoked any fire whether it is gas wood whatever the fire is made of it must be stoked you know if it is not going to be stoked the fire is going to die this is the same with our marriage we need to stoke the love that we have between the two of us and if we don't do it this is when shaitan comes to us you know as the hadith that uh, Mishka have mentioned Iblis he sits on his throne that is over the, the water and he sends his troops out and the nearest to him are those who, who causes the greatest uh, mistrials and tribulations. One of them would say, you know, I have gone out and I have done this and I have done that. And Iblis said, well, you have not really done anything. Other one says, you know, I have gone out and I caused this one to take drugs. He would say, ah, that is not so uh, big man. That is nothing that you have done. I have caused this one to steal. No, that is nothing. I have caused this one to become angry. That is nothing that you... And one of the shaitan's helpers, he will come back and say, shaitan, I have done, I have gone to a person and I have caused him or her to divorce his or her wife or husband. And Iblis will praise this Shaitan, the screen of Iblis, Susosal say. Mm. You will praise him so much, you will put a crown on his head, you will make mention that this Iblis that had caused a divorce between the husband and wife is the best thing that had happened. So this is sometimes that happened in many occasions in our in our community where Iblis comes in and he causes us to divorce our spouses and after whether it is during the Eidah period, whether it is thereafter, we sit back and we really think back on our marriage and what we have done. You know, you find Ya Salam, I done something that is very wrong. And this is something that cannot necessarily be right because the the, the breaking of a marriage is not only the breaking of a husband and wife. Mm. If you think that you have problems inside your marriage, wait until you're divorced because that is when problems really begin. That is when, you know, a husband and wife separates via talaq and there's children involved. The mm. children are affected. The parents are affected. The siblings are affected. The community at large is affected because now it becomes, you know, something. It is almost like it has a ripple effect, a ripple effect yeah. on everything that surrounds you. So sometimes we think that it is a divorce or a marriage that this takes place between the husband and wife. But it is bigger than that. Mm. And sometimes divorce is so selfish. It is only me, 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 I, 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 what I want, what is affecting me, how I feel things must go, what is not done, being done for me, what can be done better for me. From both sides, husband and wife, I, 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 me, me, me. And it is so selfish that you don't want to realize the, the effect that it is going to have on those around you, the effect that it has on yourself. Because how do you really move forward 
after a divorce with a husband and wife because this is something this is baggage that you carry with you everywhere you go you're going to go into another marriage the same consequences the same situation different people different times but it's the same thing that is playing out it is the same movie that is playing you still need to make your marriage work you still need to grow up and take responsibility for the action and for the for 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 the for, the, for what you have taken onto your shoulders you still need to be step up and be that man and that woman that you have promised one another that you are going to be we don't say it at the time of the nikah until death to us part in sickness and in health but that is what we refer to when we say that I'm going to take all that I'm going to take the good with the bad mm. because like we have said many a times there is no such thing as a perfect marriage there is no such thing as a perfect spouse there is no such thing as a perfect situation if you want your marriage to be a happy marriage and not end in divorce that is where you need to drive your marriage with your spouse if you're going to if you have been in a divorce just remember that there are two people that are involved in a marriage and there are two people responsible for the concept consequences and the conclusion mm. of that marriage. And also, Sheikha, again, going back to the series that we did on divorcing perspective, again, one of the guests saying that you have seen each other in the most vulnerable state. You've seen each other in a state that no one else can see you in terms of your nakedness per se. So that kind of humility, that kind of respect for each other, that trust for each other should stay there, even if the person, you perceive that the person has hurt you in any way uh, throughout the marriage. There shouldn't be a need for revenge and that if divorce happens divorce must happen amicably for all parties Uh, ultimately when divorce happens as the ayat says you know if you're still going to see one another tomorrow you are still wanting to be able to greet one another Mm. you're still wanting to be able to make dua for one another you don't want this bitterness of divorce to stay with you and this is what happens years 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 after divorce people cannot come to grips and this is not only women it happens to men as well They, they cannot come to grips with what had happened and transpired between uh, him and his former wife or his uh, former husband and it affects them until you know Allah Ta'ala takes them away from this dunya why because we haven't parted ways as we should have mm. in kindness and that we wish everyone everything of the best and it hadn't worked for the two of us so we hope the best for everyone else after this inshallah inshallah Sheikh that's unfortunately where we have to leave it any of the SMS's that's coming today because it's a recorded program we're leaving that for next week inshallah remember this is a four-week series every tuesday and wednesday from 12 p.m to 1 p.m where we are unpacking the issues of divorce so next week we're going to be looking at what happens if you as the wife or you as the husband you are thinking about divorce you just thinking something has happened in your life and you are just thinking that you know what I want out of this marriage what are, what do you have to consider what do you have to look at etc that's what we're dis- dis- discussing next week Tuesday from 12pm until 1pm this podcast is available on vocfm.iono.fm click on the general channel and download it from there inshallah Sheikh Shikran so much for your time as Afwan. always Afwan. and uh, we look forward to the next few series of programs inshallah, inshallah. and uh, from the rest of the team wassalam Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.